Yeah, sorry. Fresh taste of beer. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, fantasy players of all ages, welcome to the Bush League Podcast. My name's Chuck Clark. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to my co-host now, Dan Streetback. Dan, how's it going? Oh, it is wonderful, Chuck. My name's Dan Streetback. I am ready for our first week of the Bush League Podcast. It is a general sports podcast, but we do fantasy, mostly focus on fantasy football. So I'm going to throw it back to you, and let's uh, let's get this train rolling. Indeed. Now, we know that probably if you're listening to this podcast, this first episode, you probably already know who me and Dan are. But just in case you've been wandering the podcast wilds and discovered our little podcast, first off, we want to thank <laughs> you for being here. And second off, we want to tell you who we are. Uh, so me and Dan uh, met when we went to West Virginia University in Morgantown. Let's go years. Uh, we met our freshman year back in 2012. And that year also happened to be the first time me and Dan ever played fantasy football. We played in a fantasy football league that was started on our dorm floor. And it was a really great time, Dan, wasn't it? It was wonderful. I, and it was, I actually joined the league semi-late. I remember, I don't, I do not remember who, but there was a late, late cancellation. I joined as the 12th player in the 12-man league at the very last minute, roughly 30 to 45 minutes before the draft having no idea what fantasy football was. So it was uh, quite an experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely interesting. And I I can't remember who dropped out now because I thought I, I knew. That I, that I do not remember. But I know it uh, – I would like to say that the, the Bush League, the league, is the final amalgamation of that original league. I think it's probably – the largest amount of original participants in that league still exist in our league today. Um, yeah. I would say that is true. Yeah. I remember when I started this league, I invited almost everyone who was still in that other league. And this is what we got. I think the only person who was <laughs> in it that in our, this league that wasn't in that league was possibly Sid, who has now been replaced by Duran. Shout out League Me Podcast, by the way, if you're not listening to that. Yes, it's a great podcast. Subscribe. Hosted by Duran and our friend Carrie, aka Doing Slips. Go mm-hmm. and subscribe right now as you should subscribe to us. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you my experience with that league. That very first league that year, 2012, was a really fun year. Um, I'll let you guys know I'm a Colts fan. So that was Peyton Manning's first year in Bronco in with the Broncos. I drafted him and it was a very good year for that. Yeah, that well for you. I believe yes. Johnson as well, which also went well for you. It did. And I won the league, but not because of either of those two players. But <laughs> I remember the last week of the – I can't remember if it was week 16 or 17, but the championship game was between me and our friend Ian. And That's I right. had Matt Bryant, the kicker for the Atlanta Falcons. I was down <laughs> 10 points, and Matt Bryant scored 15. And that's how I won the championship. So this is also a For the Brand podcast. I just want y'all to know that I'm definitely yeah, for the brand. Many fantasy leagues want to like completely abolish the kicker, which if it was not for my my esteemed now podcast colleague, Pat McAfee, I would not be hashtag for the brand. But <laughs> on him solely, I refuse to eliminate a kicker from any league I would ever participate in. <laughs> 
Yeah, unfortunately, I am in a league where they eliminated kickers, my oh. family league. But that's a 16-team league, so it's a deep league. I, you know, you got to do what you got to do. There's only so many roster slots you can absolutely have. Yes, yes. But anyways, so uh, let's move on a little bit and yeah. talk to you guys about how we want this podcast to go. So in general, we'll do a little bit of banter like we just did every week. Uh, and then we'll get into the headlines, which we're about to do. Then we'll do a little bit of the recap of our Bush League and our fantasy weeks and whatever else is going on. Other maybe some other sports headlines. Which West Virginia, of course, might might pop its rear ugly head in occasionally, or pretty head, depending on week to week. Good old Neil Brown, see how it goes. We'll, we'll see. That's a big that's a big up in the air question mark. Yeah, right that's now why I didn't I didn't press forward. You never know what you're gonna get with West Virginia. Uh, And then from there, we'll play a couple – we'll do – we'll mix it up a little bit. But generally, uh, we'll do some fantasy, maybe discuss some trades, discuss some some big question marks going into the week. And then we'll go matchup by matchup, game by game, and go who – you know, just generally who we think is going to have a good game, bad game. And in the show notes, if you look at the – yeah. And if you go in show description, uh, you'll see we're going to post our rankings – of tight ends, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs there. We're starting a little bit small because this is our first time doing a podcast, first time doing this, so we're starting out a little slow. We're going to learn you as we go. You can only be so wrong so fast. You yes. can't <laughs> We've got to temper expectations. <laughs> In, indeed, indeed. So that's, that's how we're going to start, and then we'll end each episode with a little fun game as well. Uh, it might be different games, might be the same game. Where, Like we said, we're going to roll with the punches as we go. Yeah, there could so be a drastic evolution to it. They could stay exactly the same for 14 weeks straight. We'll find out what happens. Yeah, and we're going to try and get these episodes out before Thursdays for now. We'll see how we do things moving forward so that you can be prepared for that Thursday night game. Um, week five of COVID was not the week to start a podcast because we don't know if two games will be played, when they might be played, and who's going to play in them. So we'll figure that part out. Through Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say, that brings us to our first headline of the week, which is the coronavirus is here, guys, and it's not disappearing. I'm sorry, guys. Don't know how to tell you that. It is dominating the headlines of the NFL because, obviously, last week, the Titans-Steelers game was rescheduled. Both teams had a bye last week. The Chiefs-Patriots game was pushed to Monday night. Mm -hmm. And now, as of today... We're learning that two after negative tests Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, the day of this recording, two more Titans have tested positive. We find Bruce out. Davis. Yes. The Titans apparently had a non-sanctioned workout at a Nashville area high school. Stefan Gilmore of the Patriots tested positive after and now infamous handshake with Patrick Mahomes after the game. And apparently had dinner with Cam Newton on Friday afternoon. Yep, because and they were talking about this too. That uh, So when the Patriots flew to Kansas City, they had a COVID plane, like people who had been right. exposed, been near Cam Newton, and a non-COVID plane. Stefan Gilmore was on the COVID. He had been in Cam Newton. Yeah, he was on the correct plane. Yes, which is now – which is – why this virus is so problematic to, to mm-hmm. this? It's a delay. It's a delay, and it's it's. Oh, I've been a, I've been in front of it. It's been exposed to me. I want to take my test. 
oh, negative, wonderful, I can move on with my life. Unfortunately, not the case with said COVID-19. Yeah, and well, now – You played a rear's ugly head after you played a football game and shook hands with the best football player in the world. Yay! Picture, picture, picture. Yeah, which is why this is a tough situation, especially now we're looking at the Bills-Titans game might be in danger, and the NFL is threatening harsh action against the Titans, and they've said they they might force them to forfeit a game. I saw some forfeiture at least written in a legal document from the NFL, which makes me think it could actually happen at some point. But we're getting mixed messages because they're saying they're th- thinking about punishing the Titans severely, but they're saying all the games on Sunday are still going to happen. So obviously, by the time this podcast comes out, you'll have a little bit more better knowledge, but definitely something you guys oh, you got to keep Saturday evening, uh, massive breaking headline of either cancellation or just progress as normal and we're just refusing to listen. I'm thinking cancellation, if anything, as far as – Titans Bills, I, I I don't feel good about it. I think they're done. I don't I don't feel good about it. Part of me agrees with you because it's the logical thing to do, but part of me says they've already delayed a game. Could see that though. But the, here's the thing: Buffalo is supposed to play next Thursday. They're oh, the oh. so they could not like it would not be a simple rescheduling if they do that because. Supposed to be two, it'd be two Titans games, two Titans games in a row. How do you make? They've already had their bye weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're <laughs> supposed to play Thursday night against the Chiefs. This, this could go in nine million ways. This. So, two of the teams involved in this Corona case, because uh, the Chiefs had a player test positive as well, could, are supposed to play next Thursday. So all of this <laughs> could get royally, royally screwed up. Yeah, tune back in later. Yikes. That's a guessing game completely at this juncture. Yeah, so I don't know about you, Dan, but I ranked my players as if all the games are happening because as of of right now, they're happening. Well, there's going to be drastic changes, though. But I, I did as well. That is where my rankings are as well. But I'll tell you, if you are a Titans owner, if you have... Patriots, Chiefs, Bills in your lineup. Just have a streaming option ready to go. Just have a – just the waiver wires have probably already processed in your leagues, but uh-huh. just just stand by and look at some of these other matchups that are we're going to talk about because, you know, there's more potential in those areas. Luckily, the Chargers and the Saints look okay for Monday night to where at least you have a, hopefully a Sunday replacement and you're not dealing with – a cancellation on Monday, hopefully this juncture, that would just I'd be happy the nightmare between those two teams. No, but that game might be moved for a different reason. Hurricane Delta. That's a good point. It's supposed to make landfall sometime Friday evening, Saturday night. We've already seen a college game moved. The I LSU and Tim Irsay was uh given the old Lucas Oil Stadium up though, potentially to to be played in. The NFL has approved that, I believe too. I saw a headline that that right. if if need be they will move it. Um, to Indianapolis. Now, that won't affect necessarily the uh, game itself other than where it's played. It's going to look a little different, but... Yep. Of uh, all seasons, it will affect the least amount because they won't have any home crowd. That that doesn't matter. Yeah, there already wasn't a home crowd to factor into, so... Yeah. (laughs) 
So that's that's the good news. So my question to you, Dan, right now is if you are a, a Bills fan, which I'm going to let everyone know right now, this is a pro Bills. This is a Bills Mafia friend. Oh, absolutely. We have no issues with the Bills. Um, if the Steelers weren't 3-0, I'd be, I'd be hardcore just – just dead asterisk for the Bills. Not just in my fun secondary way, just hardcore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm looking at the game, Titans Bills, and if if that I would say if you're not confident the game's gonna be played Saturday night, who are you looking for as as a streaming option in in another who's your number one? I think to replace let's say Joe. Let's say Josh Allen, because let's, let's yeah. Because I mean, Ryan Tannehill has been good, but you've already been dealing with the week of him being off, so you probably have already moved on from him in some aspects. Um, if he's there, which I guess he, I don't have league ownership directly in front of me, but I mean, if if Minshew's there, I don't see how you don't just keep rolling with him. Some degree, Chark's back. They're a different offense with DJ Chark on the field, and and he's able to move the ball. And the Houston Texans is not scaring me. They just don't. So, I'm, I, that'd be my move if you can get him. If not, Teddy Bridgewater, if he's still there, even after you scampered, like, literally like a seven-year-old deer <laughs> doing his way to the end zone. But th- those are my two. Th- those are my, my go-get-em if you can get them, guys. How about yourself? Yeah, Gardner would definitely be one. Uh, another one who might be available, depending on what kind of league you have, um, and who's in it, you know, is Justin Herbert. Yeah. I kind of like Justin Herbert. He's been playing well. He put up 20 against a good Tampa defense. He put up 24 fantasy points, I believe, on DraftKings, at least. That was his number. Yeah. He's, so uh, he's a solid option. He's probably available in a good amount of leagues. I, I, I would consider him. I have, I have Herbert at 17 at the moment, and I'm terrified I'm going to be horribly wrong. That 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 he's gonna be top ten this week. I am slightly that... I am slightly higher at fourteen, but I have the same I have the same kind of feelings and there's another person ahead of him I'm a more nervous about as well, but we'll get to that later, I think. Yes, yes, we'll get to that. But a few minutes ago you mentioned the other team who's in our headlines and that's the Houston Texans because they fired their head coach, Bill O'Brien. And he was not just their head coach. He was their general manager, play caller, and apparently was negotiating contracts with just his general players, which is not a good, you know, look for the head coach to be doing. No, I don't. I don't like that move at all. A lot of people were surprised. They were like, the Texans have won four division championships under him and all that, but... This is definitely a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. Yeah. They are 0-4 this year. reports about J.J. Watt and him having an altercation on the practice field and all these other things happening on the practice field. That doesn't happen with veteran players and, and established members of this league unless there's a problem. There's something going on that is not going to ever work and you must move on from. Yeah, and the Texans are not going to – Pick Bill O'Brien over J.J. Watt. That is for sure. The city of Houston would revolt. Indeed. So, how do you... I don't think it has massive fantasy implications. Okay. Because, as I said, 
Sean Watson's Deshaun Watson. He's not been perfect this year. He's not. He's only averaging like 17 yards uh, a game or something like that on the ground, which is below his average, which is what brings his floor up to what it obviously normally is. But he's still Deshaun Watson. He makes special plays. He can do stuff. You know, I'm a Steelers fan. I watched him dice my Steelers defense apart, which not many teams can do. Not many individuals can do because that's what happened in that game for sure. Um, David Johnson's David Johnson. Maybe Duke Johnson gets involved a little bit more because Bill O'Brien was riding on that trade, but I don't know. And then Will Fuller's startable. I think the I think the biggest change might be on the defense because mm-hmm. if JJ Watt is the one getting into arguments, and the, apparently the defensive coordinator may have been involved in this. Yeah, well, I heard about that as well. Correct. That if he was trying to dictate how the defense was playing, that maybe their defense will pick up a little bit. That maybe if you're... Get Deshaun Watson and the offense more opportunities. Yeah. Than what they've been getting. Obviously, everybody said it. Their schedule's been garbage, too. It's been... It's impossible. Yeah, yeah they, went through a, they went through the rare. That is for sure. But they had a very winnable game against the Vikings, mm-hmm. and they came up short. So, I, I think the, I think the Vikings are bad. And Mike Zimmer will figure the defense out eventually because he's Mike Zimmer. They're bad. They're a bad football team. Well, it was the battle of teams that got rid of good wide receivers. It was the Houston Texans, the Hopkins, and the Minnesota Vikings who let go of Stephon Diggs. <laughs> quarterbacks, it looks like they missed their wide receivers. <laughs> yes. The difference is I have more, a lot more hope and confidence in Deshaun Watson than Kirk Cousins. 100%. That's exactly. That's the point that needs to be made. That brings us to our third headline, and this is a headline that's always ongoing in the NFL, but this year definitely seems to be rearing, rearing its ugly head in, in, in major fashion, and that's the injuries. The injuries continue to pile up. Uh, Bears lost to I have like asterisks on my rankings here because, I mean – yeah. Tariq Cohen is out for the year. That mm-hmm. camping for the Bears, unfortunately. Oh, well, Mike Evans' like lingering hamstring that was that looks fine has been fine. It came back. In, I mean, a- ankle for the original hamstring injury. Now, but with mid game, came back into play, but plays on Thursday. And that, like that's how these ankles always work. Is you can you can grit you can grit it out during a game with. The adrenaline pumping through your veins, you already have six catches or whatever, you're moving. But then that, that next two days come and you're swelling and Fournette's out and Chris Godwin's already out. I'm worried about Mike Evans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in general. Yeah, and the Atlanta Falcons too is who I was trying to think of. Calvin oh, Ridley yeah. and Julio Jones both went into the Monday night game against the Packers injured. Julio had to leave halfway through the game and Calvin Ridley ended up with Zero catches. He had some targets, but he couldn't bring any of them yeah, in. Five targets, zero catches. It's... Which is extremely concerning because they're both on the injury report this week. I'm worried about Julio. Um, I'm hamstring 31, 32, 31, I think, years old. You don't, it doesn't come back the same way. It's the same hamstring he was dealing with preseason. That he gutted through and got to week one and looked great week one. That's that's the thing about Julio is he he'll look great. He looks just like he looked eight years ago, 
but boom, then he's a little bit hurt and he's not quite the same guy. And Calvin Ridley is stepping up to where they don't need Julio to be Julio, potentially. All since they're 0 4, they're going to lose their head coach as soon as I, it should be gone already. We'll be done soon. Things are going to change in Atlanta, and I'm worried about it. Yeah, I'm. It's, like you, I agree with you. Julio Jones, I'm definitely more worried about right now because he is 31, and hamstring injuries always worse when you're 31 compared to when you're 22 or 23 when you're a rookie. And it's been lingering. It's been bothering him since before the season started. And we just haven't seen him be what he normally is in a fantasy year. Calvin Ridley has been the beneficiary because up until that game, he has been on fire. Oh, yeah, wide receiver one. Like, not even close. Yeah. So now – we're coming into a game where they're playing Carolina, who doesn't have a great pass defense by any means. And they're a divisional opponent. It's a it's an important game. So I'm not as worried about Calvin Ridley, but he is on that injury report. So if he's still banged I, up. Calvin Ridley plays, I think he's fine. I think that was an enigma inside of a season. His complete zero goose egg and I apologize to this wonderful NFL receiver that caught, I don't know, seven for 86. I do not, I don't know his name. And I, I don't think I'll, I, I will not know it. It was, Matt Ryan doesn't make any sense in general. How he's gone this many years and throws Julio 25. I mean, he, he get 20 targets a game for multiple games through a season. Touchdown. It doesn't make any sense. Matt Ryan doesn't make sense with decision-making every once in a while, but he's still a, you know, 4,000-yard passer a, a season. So you, do, you deal with it. The player I believe you're referring to is Olamide Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus? That's, that's the man, yes. Yes. He got it done on the football field, but I will not be rostering him, and I'll try to remember that. An undrafted rookie out of Virginia. So okay. the second year in the league. So yeah, not not he had uh, seven receptions in the game, I guess, and in his eight receptions in the game, he has sixteen career receptions. So that's what you yeah. need to know about that. Guy. There you go. <laughs> so let's move on a little bit. Talk about some of the other sports headlines really quick. Uh, NBA finals are going on. Lakers are now up three to one. Mm-hmm. Game five will be played tonight. This episode comes out Thursday night. I expect the Lakers victory. I don't think Miami can. They're wearing their black mama jerseys. To me, that's it. Yeah, uh, it's definitely not going. It, I mean, only if Jimmy Butler has one of his great, you know, insane, stupid nights that he can only do so mo- so many times. I, I think I think five games is right. Jimmy Butler got his one game to show he's elite and improve what he can do on the big stage, but this is this is Lakers. Yeah, I agree. I think AD and LeBron are going to come out and they're going to show why they are the best team. LeBron is made for the bubble. Can we say that he's made for the bubble? He's made for locking in and and just getting rid of distractions and just moving towards basketball. That's LeBron in that shot. I agree. I agree. I, I'll and I'll go so far to say that even though Anthony De- Davis is probably the key to the Lakers' victory, mm-hmm. um, in that 
you know, he needs to play well in order for the Lakers to win. He needs to be effective for the Lakers to win. LeBron is the engine that makes that team go. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen Anthony Davis teams that, where it's him and a bunch of other good role players, and that team doesn't win. That team does not get to where they are now. It's LeBron is the reason that team is there. He's the, he's the Finals MVP. Oh, he he needs to, be, and, and that's the problem. Is AD's been awesome, so yeah. there's a high potential that AD gets, especially he goes for 35 or something tonight, or I mean tomorrow night, and boom, there you go. I don't know. I still think LeBron's going to get it. Yeah, I still think LeBron's going to get it. Point forward. Yeah, especially because they might do a makeup call, like, oh, Giannis won the regular season MVP. Oh, right. <laughs> Uh, which I, I I go back and forth because on the part of me goes like, yeah, listen, Giannis is a very talented player. He's the, really good. But that team won a playoff game without him. I don't yeah. – MVP is the dumbest definition ever because it's not most valuable player. The most valuable player is almost always LeBron or, I mean, just, I don't know, Luka because, like, what are the matters without Luka? It's who apparently had the best statistical and game film season. You know, like when Russ won his MVP for that triple-double, he's done it like three more times now. Everybody's like, ah, who cares? So that happened to be the thing when that season happened that made it special. And now you get MVP because of it, and you, then you move on. Because otherwise LeBron would win it six out of eight years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. Uh, also, some news. Uh, WNBA title, the Seattle Storm, win their fourth championship. Sue, Sue Bird also wins her fourth championship. As I just learned from Chuck, was drafted around the year of LeBron, which I don't know why I thought Sue Bird. She, I just had her in my head as a, like a legend, like, like, a, like an old school, like a Jerry West type legend in my head that didn't make any sense. You know, but I'm like, oh, wait a minute. She's still playing and winning championships. She's insane. That's right. Drafted in 2002, so the year before LeBron, she was drafted. And she's won all four. She's led the Seattle Storm to all four of their franchise championships. This is their second in three years. Unbelievable. So congratulations to her and them. So with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and get a little bit into our – Bush League wrap-up. Uh, me and Dan both had frustrating losses this week. And this, is, this is very true. Uh, I'm going to start with mine. I lost to our good buddy Ricky, the Blue Moon Men. Um, it was a one-point game, and the reason I lost is because Patrick Mahomes did a touch pass to Tyreek Hill for that touchdown instead of a handoff. And I shouldn't be thinking about it. In he had two in the game. <laughs> it's amazing. Yep. And I shouldn't think about it in that terms. But if he hands that off, if it's just like, a, oh, let me hand it to you, that then I win the game. Because I lost by 1.02 points. Mm. 1.02 points is how much I lost by. But you know what? This is fantasy. I got to move on. My team played Fairly well. I yeah, mean, your, your team scored all right, which, which is yeah, it was one forty-seven. Yeah, it was one forty-seven to one forty-six, and our league is half point PPR. 
the only major disappointment was Tyler Lockett. Didn't have a great game. Two catches, 39 yards. But that's going to happen. You're not moving off that bus, though. You're, you're, you're yeah. staying right there. And, and Darius Leonard got hurt. We have IDPs oh, okay. in our league, by the way. And he only got half a point, which is much less than his normal. But, yeah, again. The five or six are fairly right. consistently. And, Dan, how'd your game go? Oh, I also lost my one point. Welcome, yeah, welcome to this world. Uh, I don't know, one point one five or something in that general range. And my team, I, I am having the worst season in my league uh, in this Bush league that I believe I've ever had, for sure. I think I am off to not a good start. I am one and three. I don't love my team. Kenyon Drake is the downfall of about three of my fantasy teams this year. I tried to trade him seven or eight times. It did not work. Uh, I lost to our good friend Jesse, who had Matt Ryan and Julio Jones that outscored my Clyde Edwards-Alaire and uh, Marquez Valdez-Cantley. But <laughs> I don't know, three points or four points or something to beat me on Monday night. Yeah. And I'm going to win three or four games, but I finally get a high draft pick. I never get a high draft pick in 2021. Here we go. <laughs> and uh, Let's see if I can turn it around. I don't want to trade or something. Nobody trades me anymore. You had asked me before the game whether to start Marquez or Ryan Gage. Ryan Gage only oh. got three points, so I made the right call by telling you to start Marquez. Yes, Russell Gage, but yes. Russell Gage, my bad. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, that was almost the most frustrating part. Was, oh, I made the right decision and still lost horrendously. <laughs> yeah, you could have started Damian Harris. I know. The other option. Freaking Antonio Gibson. I'm, this is the first time I sat Antonio Gibson all year. Got a nice 20-piece for you on your bench. You'll be That's starting something. for a while. And it sucks because Jesse's team didn't particularly have a good day either. I mean, he started Julio only five points. AP yep. got 9.6. AP got that touchdown with like 39 seconds left night game or something stupid. Yep. He started Matty Ice over Deshaun, so he left about You don't you don't I didn't I didn't rub Ricky's bad mistakes into your face, Chuck. I think I think I'm fine. I'm I understand my loss. I'm moving on. That's because Ricky played his team pretty much played the best game other than Calvin Ridley putting up a goose egg. Yeah, but you're gonna play Calvin Ridley. Like you're that's gonna happen. So Yeah. So, yeah, it's all right. We're moving on. I'm actually playing Duran this week um, in our league. I believe I play Rumble. Uh, that is correct. And you will see the Bush League podcast showdown, I believe, the week after that, week six. No, week seven. No, week, week seven, seven is the Bush League seven. podcast uh, That's right. showdown between uh, That's Charles and myself. Our league is an eight-team league right now. So there's 14 or yeah 14 weeks in our regular season. So we play each other twice. So Dan, you are the last ter- team I play before I go through the ring again. It's been that so many years in a row, and it's, it always it always matters. It always matters. I know. It's this is this is my year though. I feel like this Dude, is my year. There, I think you, Luke, and Ricky are the class of the of the league. Which is crazy. Pap, that will not make Papas happy. <laughs> because his team, that will not make Papas happy. I think you three are the class of the league this year. Yeah, 
definitely not going to make Pappas happy because he's sitting at first place in the uh, in one of the divisions. But it is in my division, but I'm yeah. Okay, so let's get into our first segment that we want to do, one of our regular segments, and that's called Trade Corner. Yeah. So Dan is going to pitch me some trades, and I'm going to tell him whether or not I'm taking them. Now, I will let you guys know that I'm notoriously somewhat of a stickler on trades. I generally don't like to trade a lot, and Dan is the reason because of that, because I've made (laughs) several trades in the past with Dan, and they've never worked out for me. They always... He always gets the better of me in the trades. I, ha- I haven't gotten an approved trade in our Bush League in a year and a half. They refuse to trade with me. I send them out all the time. They get immediately declined, even when they're completely fair trades that most of the time would have worked out for other people. But I like to create trades, and I like to send them out. <laughs> so this is, this is where this was inspired from. All right. <laughs> Let's hear this, and tell me, start with who I'm owning, because I want to know who yeah. I have on my team. I would, well, obviously, you're not getting a full team breakdown here. Right, right, right. But, like, just... Christian McCaffrey in this trade. Kareem Hunt and Deontay Johnson. For Christian McCaffrey. For Christian McCaffrey. And let's say, in this instance, you do not own. Mike Davis. I'm going to go with a yes on this trade, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I do not like being on the other end of one for two players normally. Right. Me either. But Christian McCaffrey's got a high ankle sprain, so it's Mm -hmm. two to six weeks. So he could, in theory, come back this week. Or next week, or you know, mm-hmm. but we don't know. And with the Panthers, I would guess that it's going to take a while. And I believe that's the exact same injury that both Saquon and Alvin Kamara came off of last year. To where when they came back, they struggled for three to four weeks getting fully healthy. Exactly. And the Panthers probably aren't a playoff contender this year. So I can see them shutting Christian down if he gets, like, re-injured in playoff time. So I would probably make – now, this is assuming it's not any sort of keeper league or dynasty no, league. No, this no, is just no. a straight of standard. CMC is not yours for forever. No, you, this is just a one-year deal. Yeah, in my dynasty league. I, I'm, I'm with you because I'm also very rarely on the I'll take two over one deal. But I think Kareem Hunt – is a running back one until Nick Chubbs get back. Nick Chubbs. Nick and, Chubbs gets back. And Kareem and, Hunt has outscored Nick Chubbs so far this year in some leagues, depending exactly. on your And even when he comes back, he's absolutely startable as an RB2 at minimum. And I think Deontay Johnson is a stud, too. And that's maybe the Steelers fan in but I think, I think you're golden. I mean, I have him in our Bush League team, so you know I like him. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so I agree, and especially with buys coming up. Deontay Johnson is going to be a valuable play in one of those, some of those bye weeks. Like he's a great flex wide receiver too that you can slide up if you mm-hmm. need someone. So I would take, I would take that trade. Go. Season is going. Okay. Right. Trade number two. You are the owner of Stefan Diggs. You have a fairly balanced lineup. Would you be away for James Robinson? Robinson. 
No. No. Okay. No. James Robinson. Yeah, this one was put together based on the fact that how thin running back is right now. And a, and a, and a running back that's going to get I mean, 20 touches a game, James Robinson is that, is averaging. Is that worthwhile? But it's, Diggs has the most yards in the league right now, so it's kind of, hmm. Yeah, there's two – I have two minds about this because, one, Stefan Diggs – A, I'm the type of person who always takes the proven product over – The um, new up-and-coming talent. Yes, that's generally how I want. And fantasy is all about potential, and I think Stefan Diggs' potential outweighs James Robinson's potential because there's going to be weeks where the Jaguars' run game just isn't there. I don't know how good he's going to be in the long term. The rest of the season, he might get, you know. I'm waiting to see what people do when James Robinson has his – because it's going to happen. His 16 carries for 28 yards and one catch for eight yards game because it's going to happen. I'm going to freak out and panic. That's what I want to know. I'll tell you my advice is no, even though I just said all that because it's (laughs) one game, but – just, oh, I no, I agree. I'm keeping anybody that has those amount of touches. But I mean, I would give up Robinson for Diggs though, because Diggs, he looks proven, and Josh Allen looks to have taken a step up. Exactly. And, and he's hitting his wide receiver one. All right, hit me with your next one. Okay, it's uh, you are the owner of Dak Prescott. I want you to stop me when I hit a wide receiver. You would give up Dak Prescott for. Okay. Juju Smith-Schuster. No. Adam Thielen. No. Allen Robinson. No. DK Metcalf. No. Here we Omari Cooper. No. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Then, then we're in. We're we're, we're at Tyler Lockett. No. All right. Then we're we're at, we're at, I and mean, we're at DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're. I mean, we're at Hopkins. Michael Thomas. Yeah, I'd probably trade for Michael Thomas. That's two. You two. That's it. Uh, that's how high Dak Prescott has gotten on the Charles Clark meter. Uh, and I don't completely disagree. There are probably two or three other names. Maybe I think I'd do it, but that's about it. He's – it's insane. I just look at that Cowboys offense and, like, for example, two of the names you threw out were DK and Tyler. Tyler just had an inconsistent game. DK is going to have inconsistent – they're going to have some games. The Cowboys offense, you, you threw out Amari Cooper, the – Cowboys have a lot of wide receivers mm-hmm. between him, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, even their tight end, Dalton Schultz. Yep. They have receiving options. Oh. So it's to – me, To me, it's that's not a – that's going to score more points a week than the people I just threw out. It's a positional thing. Right. You can go If you can go yank Gardner off, off the waiver wire, get you 20 no matter what, and you add D.K. Metcalf to your lineup that you didn't previously have, and you move Marquise Brown down to your wide receiver four. You're like, oh boy, thank you. But still, Dak's playing his 
he's insane. He's dropping 42 a game at times. So I will say, like, now if you have Dak and you're thinking about trading him, now's the time to do it because he's not going to get higher. He's not nope. going to have a higher value. Sell high. Sell high. Yep. This is going to be a long episode, Chuck. That's fine. You uh, you ready to go into these matchups? Let's do it. All right. So we're just going to do this game by game, and uh, let's start with the first matchup of the week, and that's the Thursday night game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Chicago Bears. Um, not particularly excited about this game from an offensive fantasy standpoint. I have three players I'll play, basically. Maybe four. About it. I'll tell you what. which one I'm most excited about. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense special teams. Oh, okay. Five. Yes, absolutely. Because... Yeah, I've done the two leagues, including the Bush League, and I'm happy about it. Um, yes. Because I don't know how Nick Foles... I mean, the Colts are a great defense, so... And it was Nick Foles' first time starting. He's going to get a little bit more comfortable. He has a short week. And the Buccaneers' defense is good. I just I just don't see this being – I just see this being like a 24-17 game. And you just – I just don't know who's going who's gonna to score. Yeah, it's, it's going to be low scoring. It's, it's short week. It's bad. Tampa Bay's not a bad offense. They're hurt. They're a weird offense, to say the least. And I do not trust the Bears to score seven points. I mean, come on. Um, I'll play Melvin Gordon because you have to. I'll play Ronald Jones because I guess you have to. Ugh. Scott Miller, maybe. I mean, I guess I don't love it. I'm not. I'm not. People are on the Scott Miller train this week. I'm not. I know it's out of necessity. When you, say Mel, when you say Melvin Gordon, do you mean Ronald Jones? Oh, David Montgomery, I meant. Lord. David Montgomery because you have to. Ronald Jones because you have to. Um, Scotty Miller, I don't know. Yikes, no thank you. And then Alan Robinson because you have to. Yeah, I like – I feel somewhat confident Alan Robinson. He's – Gonna be the number one target. He's gonna get his looks. By, um, Carlton Davis though. Carlton Davis has shut down every single wide receiver one he's played against this year, including Michael Thomas week one, uh, Keenan Allen last week who did nothing, and at least one more elite receiver. He's he's a stud. Carlton Davis is a stud corner. I I shy away from Allen Robinson this week. I mean, I have him at nine, which isn't like hair. I mean, I just don't like wide receivers this week. I think wide receivers have a down week this week. Yeah, I have him at 11. I agree. Um, one possible beneficiary, kind of a long shot, but he, he's, in my, he's in the top ten, but long shot because he hasn't done much this year. Rob, Rob Gronkowski. He is a little bit hampered by injury, but Chris Godwin's out. Mike Evans is questionable. Don't know how effective he's going to be. And Tampa Bay's got to throw somebody. Yeah, O.J. Howard's out. And O.J. Howard got some more targets last week than he did. So if Gronkowski slides into that offense in that position, he could see be the best. He looks washed to me. I, I test. He looks done. I don't, I don't 
I think he can be most a possession guy. Four for 34. Some. Yeah. I, I have Jimmy Graham up at, up at eight. I don't think I, I rank Jimmy Graham. I have, you know, I have Jimmy Graham at eight, man. He's getting targets. He like yeah, nine targets last week and like nine week four, two touchdowns. He's Yeah, I left Jimmy Graham on the rankings. Tight end is terrible. Like I don't after after six, I don't know I don't know what to do with the tight end position. Yeah. It's a it's a it's, a, it's always a rough position. And uh this year I think you're even more the talent is just so spread out, you never know really what's gonna happen. It's a dart throw. Alright, so let's Move on to another game. This one should be relatively quick because that's Arizona Cardinals versus the New York Jets. Hashtag fire Adam Gase because how how the heck is that guy still good? How is he not fired? Correct. Um, Lord. I expect Kyler Murray to do well. Yep, I got him at six. Uh, I only have Kenyon drink 20 this week, Dan. I have an 18. I I I don't know what to do with it. I picked up Chase Edmonds in the Bush League. He looks better. He looks like the better running back on the field. Now I think a little bit's play calling. They're giving him they're giving Drake the one two role of like a big bruiser that he that's not what he is. He's a third down back, he's a scat back. I don't I don't I don't get it. They're not giving him uh, the play calling looks bad, but he looks bad. He looks slow. Uh, I got him at eighteen because I have to. He's getting twenty yards he's getting roughly twenty touches a game almost. So you have to, but I don't like him. I'm terrified. I don't like it. I, it's so is, hard for him because I have to. But this is definitely his highest, one of his highest potential weeks, though, because the Jets run defense. Yeah, like most of their players is just. I hope the Bush League doesn't listen to this. If he goes off, I will be selling high. I'll be selling whatever I can sell. Uh, also, probably of note, Joe Flacco is starting for the Jets. Sam injured with his uh, has an injured shoulder. So Joe Flacco. That's only of note because Jameson Crowder might go down then, because Sam Darnold looks at Jameson Crowder like he is his own son, and <laughs> and then like I I need this person to survive. Uh, without him, I don't know what happens uh, to to Crowder. I don't I don't have him ranked this week in the top twenty five where he he might have touched it against Arizona with Darnold in. And normally, I'd also say maybe the Jets running backs might do well, but. Le'Veon Bell may be activated this week, and I think that just means you're going to see a committee. I think that means maybe Bell gets a couple handoffs, maybe other running backs do. It's it's. Tell, tell me what you think about this. Do you think Le'Veon Bell is a buy low right now? Yeah, because, I mean, Frank Gore is producing. He's getting all the handoffs. LaMichael P. Ryan is young, so they – they're, it's not like he's not going to get touches. Mm-hmm. So I and just my, – My actual main reasoning for it is I think what happens when – because Gase is getting fired. He, they're not met miraculously winning eight games in a row. He's gone. It's, at a certain point in the season, he's gone. And he's – in my opinion, he's the one holding back. Does Bell get 25 touches a game whenever new guy comes in? I mean, probably. I mean, you have to think. They brought in Le'Veon Bell, then they brought in Adam Gase, right? That's That was the order of... It was like, oh, yeah, within like a week and a half of each other, but yes. So, to me, Le'Veon, they, if 
if the team's not winning games and Le'Veon Bell's not playing because of injury, that's the coach's fault. They can't even. Oh, oh I, I think, I think when Gase gets fired, all blame goes to Gase, and they, everybody starts anew, and we get to see what these players maybe really are. Yeah, because Sam Darnold, for what it's worth, has not looked. He's looked he's talented. Number one from that draft. Yeah, I did not. I will. I won't say he's looked good. I'll say he's looked talented. Like he could be a quarterback if he was in the right system. If they developed him, it just doesn't look like that's going to happen in the Jets. And unfortunately, the clock moves fast in the NFL. So yeah, let's move on to another game. One o'clock kickoff, Carolina at Atlanta. Uh, we already talked about Atlanta. We talked about the injuries, so you know how we feel about that. Let's talk a little bit about the Carolina side. Teddy Bridgewater mentioned a little bit. Possible. He's got some potential this week, I think. I've got him at 12, and I think he's a startable asset this week. He looked pretty good last week. The touchdown regression is coming for Teddy Bridgewater. He has all these completions, all these yards, and his like touchdown percentage is like 2.5% a, a throw, which the league average is like 45 with the success rate he's having on his completions, he is going to throw touchdowns. It's going to happen. I don't know who it's going to go to. Rodney Anderson, Robbie Anderson, some of them. I don't know who's getting the other ones. Maybe Mike Davis. And when CMC comes back, it'll be him. But I think he's great. I start him over lots of people this week. Yeah, I have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson as 19-20 this week in my wide receiver rankings. With a, Honestly, they could go higher. I've got Robbie up. I have Robbie at 17, but I do not have DJ at ranked. I think the transitions happened in the new offense to Robbie Anderson. I just think Atlanta's secondary is also so banged up. They don't have they don't have most of their starting secondary, and that secondary is not good. Um, See, I have Mike Davis at eight. I think Mike Davis has a big week. Oh, I have Mike Davis. I think top ten as well. So I think he could definitely have a big week. Two, and that's the thing. You're basically hoping that they throw early, they're ahead, and then they run the ball second half. Because if Mike Davis scores all these touchdowns early, he's just going to keep getting. They're just going to keep feeding him. They're going to keep getting. Yeah, if he if he happens to get the early touchdowns, he has potential for like one of those three touchdown insane weeks. If he gets the early ones, just by happenstance of the game flow. I think Atlanta's best chance. This is a divisional game. We've seen crazier things happen in divisional games. If Atlanta pulls out the, you know, Atlanta could pull it out, but I just, I just. This this has 31-35 written all over it. Yeah. Uh, Just, just points galore. I've got, Calvin really should be, I have him at 10. He probably should be higher. Just last week scares me. And, and Russell Gage probably should be ranked. And Hayden Hurst, I've got – I should have higher. I, I have a feeling – I don't like where I have my Falcons ranked. Let's just say, let's just say that. Yeah. It's, but it's a, it's a hard team to predict. It's a it hard is. team to predict this, this year. That's another coach. Oh, be hashtag fire Dan Quinn, by the way. I hadn't said that because good lord. Right, yeah. Fine. That, yeah. They that, – that's, that's – at this point, you've got to move on. You're just – He's just not getting you where you need to be, where you should be. That team is one of the most talented teams every single year, and they never live up to it. They never live up to their expectations. 100%. All right, next game that we're talking about, the Rams are visiting the football team located in D.C. Um, and, there's a quarterback, 
and not a big quarterback change, too. Kyle Allen now starting. And Dwayne Haskins, not just the backup. Number three quarterback behind oh, Alex Smith. Smith. How? Please let Alex Smith on the field. That would be wonderful. What a great story. I would love to see him back on the field. Oh, he's, all he's been through. Yeah, and every turn of his career, you're like, oh, 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 Alex Smith. <laughs> yeah, I love you. That's, I mean, that's, that's his whole career. And I still love him. <laughs> yeah, I think the usual suspects are all here and all in play. Um, I think if that they're – Terry Gibson gets a bump with Kyle Allen. He's a dumper. He's a Philip Rivers dumper to the uh, to the back. And yeah, Gibson's a scat back. He's he's a, he's a ball catcher. I think I think he gets a bump. I'm at 19 right now with a, with a change. He probably goes up to like 15, something like that. I think he has a good week. I still think Terry McLaurin is still viable because if he was catching passes from. He's all talent. Doesn't matter whose quarterback is. Yeah, I right. mean, it, he had 17 points for me last week, and if he can do that with Dwayne Haskins, it can only go up. Where do you have him, by the way? McLaurin? I think he's yeah. 13. He's, yeah, I uh, 12. yeah, I think he's I think he's wide receiver one, just locked in and loaded now. He's just so good. He is. All right, let's move on to the game. Well, let's talk about the Rams, like, real, real quick. The Rams are oh, super yeah. Golf, if you want to, maybe. Don't start him in that backfield. Get away from him. They're terrifying. And uh, start, your, start Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Done, in my opinion. And Higby. I think Higby's. I've got Higby at 15. I've Gerald Everett at 14 and Higby at 15. I think they're – I don't know. I think they're, they're playing too much 12 personnel to know what's going on. I don't like either of them. I just think Higby is similar to Mark Andrews. And after watching what Mark Andrews did to them last week, okay. it is – that's one of the reasons I have Higby at six, so I have much higher. Yeah, than so you're, that's one of our biggest. That's a Higby will be a. We'll have, to, we'll have to figure out some kind of bet thing we do, and Higby <laughs> would be one of them this week for sure. I think yeah. Higby does nothing. You think Higby goes off? So let's uh, remember that. Also remember the forecast. Apparently, it's a little cloudy. I don't think the. I think the remnants of Delta. I don't know if they'll be hitting the area by then or not. But Sunday, maybe, maybe. Let's uh. Go to the game we might not even need to talk about. That's the Buffalo Bills versus the Tennessee Titans. If the game is held, Josh Allen's my number one quarterback. He's why I mean, yeah, he's top three guaranteed. Where where uh, he's he's three for me. Yeah, he's three for me. I mean, yeah, lock and loaded Josh Allen, lock and loaded Stephen Diggs. You're gonna start. Devin Singletary, because Moss is either going to be not in or hampered. Uh, John Brown, I think, is startable because I think the Bills move the ball. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a real quick move through of this game just because I, I don't think it gets played. Tennessee, Tannehill, meh. Derrick Henry, start. A.J. Brown, if he plays, he start. John o. Smith, start. That's it. Yep, pretty much. That's All the right. wrap-up. Yeah. All right, time for the your team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in the Battle of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. against the Philadelphia Eagles, who surprisingly got the win against the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. I couldn't believe Nick Mullins, man. He went. I, he didn't look good for the first time, I think, maybe in his career, because he always kind of looks good when he comes in. But, man, yeah. Uh, I think we already talked about we like Juju and Deontay this week. Um, yep. James Conner, 
has potential. He has been going off the previous two weeks before the bye week. I think James Conner is a RB2 guaranteed with massive RB1 upside depending on game script. If Phil W can kind of keep it close enough where we're throwing Pittsburgh's throwing the ball and, 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 and nothing's going, he has a fine week. If we were up 21 nothing, which is possible, James Conner goes for 26 points, 27 points. I have him at 11, kind of tempering, kind of flirting between the middle of that. Yeah, I have him pretty high. I think I have him top. So yeah, I have him number six this week. Yeah, you're bet. Yeah, you're betting on you're you're betting on the victory, which is especially after they beat New Orleans. I mean, like I said, uh, San Francisco. You're probably right, but I'm just tempering expectations, maybe even as a Steelers fan, just to make sure I'm not not too high. Yeah. Now, Big Ben. I mean, if you're in a deep league like I am, where it's 16 teams and I have to start Big Ben, I'm starting them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm an 11. Doable. Startable. On the, on the Eagles, I Alshon Jeffrey may come back this week. Which, You're not starting him yet, but yeah. if he's somehow not rostered in your league, go pick him up. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Zach Ertz probably must start because – You kind of have a lot to of, tight end. Yeah, not a lot of other receiving options. And with Dallas – Got a girder, and Goddard on IR. You kind of have to. And um, I'll tell you what, my di- quick note, my dynasty. Well, Miles Sanders, obviously, you're starting, but y- you do. I don't feel good about it. I have so I don't love it, but you have to. Yeah, I, th- I have him at ten right now, but I really kind of reconsidering that. But the Steelers' defense is really good, so. Um, that's another start. I'd probably I start. Catch, no, I didn't catch six balls. Even I think if point seven yards or something, he catches catch a couple balls. They're probably owned in your league, but the Steelers defense available pick them up because the ball over. If they're not owned in your league, you get a new league. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, move on. Another quick game because we know it's going to happen here. Cincinnati versus Baltimore. I mean, if you have a Raven, start him. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only question. Okay. Lamar, Mark Andrews, Marquise start. Uh, which running back? It's Ingram. It's Ingram. You have to still. Uh, to me, the big – I think Joe Burrow keep, not keeps up. I think Joe Burrow's a good game. I do too. I think they're going to be behind early. They're going to have to throw a lot. Joe Burrow's a viable – again, if you're in a deep league, a 12 or more league, and you're – not if Aaron Rodgers on by, you don't know who's your backup is. Whatever. Maybe you have John Rodgers or something like that, mm-hmm. and you're like worried that someone's going to start, and you're looking for people to start. Joe Burrow's a pretty good option, I would I, say. I don't. I think he's a little bit defense proof because I think he throws the ball fifty times. Yeah, I think. Yeah, this is going to be the toughest defense. This and the Steelers, which is hard, tough, but yeah, you're starting. Him, I would start him. Uh, Joe Mixon, you're starting. Yeah, I have him, I have Joe Mixon at nine. I kind of don't like it. I think he needs to be lower. Okay, quick preview of a possible long shot, but name to keep in mind is AJ Green. I think we'll get to it a little bit later, but I I was actually going to throw the exact opposite at you, which is different. T Higgins. Mm, I, yeah, I, T Higgins is the future man. He is. Yeah. Burrow have a they got something going. 
We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll get there. Yes. Let's move on to Jacksonville, Houston. Um, like we said, well, this will be the first time we see Houston without Bill O'Brien. So definitely a game I'm going to try and keep an eye on. But uh, I think we already said Houston's offensively. I think you, you're still sticking with Deshaun Watson. Will Fuller startable. He's a flex wide receiver too. Yep. I think David Johnson and Duke Johnson are the two big question marks. We'll see how they do. And for you don't necessarily get to make your decisions because you're starting David Johnson. You're not starting Duke Johnson yet. But it's yeah. a walk and see. It's it's it's. A, let's see what happens. I um, think for yep. And I think for Jacksonville, you start if you can pick up Gardner. He's a good streaming option. Absolutely. James Robinson, you definitely start. DJ Shark, you definitely start. Lavish Christian. I just want to. I have DJ Shark at thirteen this week. I think DJ Shark goes off. I think DJ Shark is a, a a wide receiver one in this league. I do too. I have him at ten. So he, I think he's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Lavishka Chanel, another interesting. He is. He was. Player. He popped up on the injury report, but he is. He's one of those gadget, Percy Harvin-ish type gadget players that makes shit happen. I was actually gonna. I was thinking more almost like Debo Samuel, because he's a little more consistent in the when he's split. He's split out more often. He's not quite. Yes. But yes, it, it, definitely. You were correct in physical attributes and in actual player comparison. I'm just thinking Percy Harvin and like the offensive thought process with him. They get him special carries and special touches. Sure. All right, another game that's I'd say less in question, but definitely something to keep an eye on for COVID, and that's the Vegas at Kansas City. Monitor it. I I think we're as much as you can think we're good to go. I think we're good to go. No, nothing in the past. I'll be honest. The fact that the Patriots and the Chiefs played on Monday makes me way more confident for these weekly flare ups of things that happen. Though we have, they have some at least flexibility to make some some games happen. Yeah. Um, I I think your usual starters in this game, like if the game goes on, you're I mean, Patty Mahomes. Like I said, unless you've got like Josh Allen. Yep. I got Patty at him to five. Yep. Clyde Edwards must start. Tyree yep. Kill. Um, Sammy Watkins probably a good flex play. Probably. Very very playable. Of those other options that they have outside Hill and Kelsey, he's been the consistent third. So I mean, yeah, so. Watkins is your possession guy, and Hardman's your big shot. Yeah, that's that's how they're running their offense. Depends on how you construct your fantasy team. Do you want a floor or a ceiling? That's yep. make your choice. All right, now we're getting to the four o'clock games: Miami at San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo oh, might. Quick on Vegas. Sorry, real quick on Vegas. Start Josh Jacobs. I would uh, not start Derek Carr, and I wouldn't start anybody else besides Darren Waller. Obviously, move on. Yeah, I'm a little bit higher on uh, Derek Carr, but we'll see. I have. I think he's my I'm 20 15. or something. I mean, I'm at 14, so. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't – he's not – I don't – I'm not, like, high on – I'm not – I don't have a high ceiling for him, but he's capable. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I wouldn't be upset with starting him. He, he, can, he can make something. This game might go higher than we think. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, Miami and San Francisco, four, 405 kickoff. Jimmy Garoppolo might play. He practiced this week as of now. He's questionable, but – they're optimistic, apparently, that he. But I, do, I don't think you play him, though. No. Just in case. 
Uh, another questionable that might start this week is Raheem Mostert. And I have I have Jarrett McKinnon at number 16 in my ranks with a little asterisk that says, unless Mostert plays, and then it's Mostert. So it's... I have an 18, Mostert at 19. Okay, see, they, I, I... Because they were splitting carries. They before. were. So to me, even if Raheem Mostert plays, I think if you have Jarek McKinnon and you need a flex spot, he's probably one of your better options. Because I I'm not with you as close as 18, 19. I'm probably 16 and 21, 22, something like that. There's, there's a little bit of gap between them because Mostert has the two fastest plays as a running back in the history of the NFL. And I mean, those are that's the thing that matters to me a little bit that says he's going to that, – that's why he's who he is. Uh, but you're right. He, McKinnon absolutely still has value. Yeah. Uh, Devo Samuel, I'm not I'm, – I'm still a little bit worried. He caught three catches on three targets. Uh, they didn't use him a lot, but uh, – Yeah, I don't necessarily start him unless you're absolutely desperate. Brandon Ayuk, intriguing matchup. Intriguing, that's for sure. But he, he's got a lot of – same kind of thing. Ayuk is terrifying and the most exciting thing in football at the exact same time. And that's not the fantasy I play because it I can't handle it. But that's the way some people play fantasy, and they will love Brandon Ayuk. I think I'm starting him in our Frostburg League. It, see, that's, that's – it can be – he might give you eight for 104 and two. That could happen. But he might give you one for 14 and then or in one and two carries for six yards and some carries. No, thank you. What do I ask uh, Miami, uh, Fitzmagic. At this point, you know what Fitzmagic is. You know yeah. what he's going to do. Um, yeah. Hashtag, can we start too well yet? Yeah, I don't, have him, I don't even have him ranked this week. People are on him. I don't even have him ranked this week. Uh, I have him. I don't think I have him ranked either. I, I don't. I'm. I. This is. I, to me, this is a transition week. I have uh, Devonte Parker ranked at 23, which is unfortunate for him because I think this is the end of Devonte Parker. I have him at 24. I think it now two two just the way same way Justin Herbert has somewhat surprised us for Keenan Allen. It, it, he might love Devonte Parker, and that just happens. I think he becomes a rookie. Mike Gesicki skyrockets. One two. Yeah. Preston Williams could also see some benefits. He could because he's almost he's a possession receiver. I agree. Yeah. And if Tua starts, obviously Miles Gaskin value goes up. Um, I think Matt Breedis does too. Uh, I guess Miles Gaskin does. It should, but the fact he's already getting like twenty some touches a game, like what? How many? How much more can you give him? How much more can he? I don't think he can do much more with it. You know. That's why I think Breida value is the one who's really kind of goes. That, up that I agree with more. Yes. Yeah. All right. Another four o'clock kickoff. This one also somewhat in question. We'll see how this one goes. Uh, New England Patriots hosting the Denver Broncos. I play one person in this game. Do you play anybody with Melvin Gordon? If Noah Fant doesn't play. And Noah Fant's not expected. He's doubtful. He's doubtful. That's what I mean. So he's probably not going to play. Um, I mean, if Stephon Gilmore's out, which he should be, 
Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy might be a plausible start. And Tim Patrick, honestly. I, I'm not going to – I cannot start Tim Patrick the week after he does that because that just sounds – that feels like a trap. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Judy would be my – Gilmore is out. He has to be out. He, he can't play. If they play they, this week, he will not play. So Jerry Judy will enter my wide receiver 34, 35 range of some maybe starter. Um, Philip Lindsay might also return this week. I know, which isn't good for Melvin Gordon, but you still have to play him. I, I don't think I ranked. Where did I put Gordon? I, didn't, I, was I went not, 16. I went 15. So You have to play him then. You still have to play him. Yeah. Not not happy. Not happy about not, this. It's like my Kenyon Drake. You, ha- you have to play. You can't bench him for Devontae Freeman or something like that. But you're not, you're not excited about it. And on the Patriots side... I mean, I guess Stidham's the starter if Cam Newton's still out, which... I'm not playing. Is... I'm not playing a Patriot. Don't even think about it. Maybe James Harris is fool's gold. I'm, I've been holding my RIR for three weeks. I'm fool's gold. I'm waiting to see what James White... Obviously, he had a tragedy that, you know, kept him out of the uh, Seahawks game, and then he didn't come back till midway through last week. So we'll I'm see where... I'm James White. You're correct. James, not... White, James White for too long. To get rid of James White. Yeah, I'm not confident. I don't know if I... I'm not starting him, necessarily. Oh, I'm not starting him yet. Especially not this week. It'll... No way. And, then, and wide receivers, big up in the air. Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry. I'm not really confident in any anyone. I didn't rank Edelman in top 25. He's probably my top 30, though. I mean, if you're starting him at flex, I have no problem starting Edelman in my flex. Because he's Edelman, I guess. I don't like it, again. But if you're... If you're hurting, if you got Kenny Galladay on by... There you go. Ian Adams or something like that. Yeah. Now let's go to a, a NFC least matchup. Yikes. The Giants are at the Cowboys. Oh, my gosh. Where do you have Dak? Uh, Dak is my QB4. Me too. That's exactly where I have him. I'll just start Dak. Where's, where's Cooper for you? Cooper... Is my Cooper is my wide receiver two number two on my list. Okay, I'm at five, so I thought I was high on him. Yeah, I I am liking I'm liking Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper's been great. I've almost I almost wanted to have CD Lamb my top in like at like 22 or something like that too, but I I don't have my top 25. But he'd be like 26 or seven. CD Lamb's my number 25, and Gallup's my 26. So. I don't think Gallup has a – I think uh, – I have Zeke too. I think it's a Zeke game. I think they, like, are – I think they're, like, Zeke's mad at him, and they're going to go, okay, I'm sorry, buddy. Run all over the Giants. Have your way with the Giants. The only yeah. reason I Kamara over him is because Kamara can do Kamara things. Yeah, that's – That's all I know how to say. It. But, uh, yeah, I think you start your usual people. If you, I think if you've got Gallup and Lamb and your flex, you should be happy. They, they're going to get – you're going to get Start a chance. Schultz as your tight end. As long, I mean, obviously, as long as you don't have a better option, which are only five or six automatically better options than Dalton Schultz. If you've got Devonta Freeman, he's possible in your flex, but I'm not at so, all confident. I don't, so, good. I don't so. That's yeah. fine. Don't do that to yourself. Find somebody else. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to another 4 o'clock kickoff. Strange that this is a 4 o'clock kickoff game to me, but whatever. 
uh, Colts at Cleveland. Yeah, why is that a four o'clock? Is it game? Of, it's not even game of the week or anything like that, is it? Like the four twenty four. No, I'm pretty sure Giants and Cowboys is game of the week because they always well, make right. But uh, I'm not starting either quarterback personally. No. This is a run game. Uh, I've got Kareem at five. Kareem Hunt is my number five running back on the week. Jonathan Taylor is my number thirteen. I have Hunt as my twelve. Uh, see, I think Kareem Hunt. See, this is the Colts defense is great, but this is all the Browns can do. He might get twenty-seven touches this week. I will say this for the Colts: Darius Leonard might not play. And Bobby Okariki, another one of our linebackers, might not play, which means we're going to be thin at linebacker. That would be an issue. Darius Leonard, I don't know the other guy, to be honest. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm a Darius Leonard would be an issue, obviously. Yeah, and then um, also missing, possibly missing for us uh, on the injury report is our left tackle, Anthony Costanzo, which mm-hmm. also makes me, which with Miles Garrett there, I'm not. That's Super not wonderful sad. by any means. No. So this is going to be a good game, which doesn't make me yeah. happy. Because the Colts are better than the Browns, though. Yes. I can feel confident saying that. I'm sure Ricky and Pappas are not happy hearing that. I'll take uh, issue with that. That are but. Browns fans. but Yeah, I don't know how to tell you this, but I, I still think we're going to win the game. But I, it's, gonna, it's going to be an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Under. I'm, an, I'm under. Thank because... You. Because our defense, Xavier Howard, is going to be on Odell Beckham. Or Xavier Rhodes, yeah, yeah. my bad. Uh, is going to be on Odell Beckham. And Xavier Rhodes has been playing really well. Oh, yeah. up- it's elite. He's a top three-corner playing right now. Yeah. So- yeah I, I have OBJ at 14. Because I I think they're going to start incorporating him into the offense in other ways, kind of like they did last week. Get him some carries. Get him some random touches in open space. Because Kevin Tiscancy's smarter than Freddie Kitchens, just to say the least. Um, so I think OBJ is still a fine play, but I do think his just gen- – you're not going to score a 70-yard touchdown on Rhodes. He's going to make you nickel and dime yourself down the field. Yeah, Jarvis Landry is an inter- interesting pick this week as well. Yeah. But we'll see. All right, two more games to go. Sunday night game, Minnesota at Seattle. Lots of fantasy points available. Ooh, this my number one quarterback, my number 12 quarterback. Guess which one's which. <laughs> <laughs> I have Russell as my three, and I have Kirk Cousins as my 15. Oh, so okay. You know, I think Minnesota, not – Keeps up, to, you know, but puts points on the board that for this game to continue. Yeah, I'm just much higher on Dalvin Cook. I'm at three, so I, I just think he catches he catches one of those passes for 70 yards instead of a run. You know, it's one of it's one of those. Is it but a three pass or a 70 yard touchdown he scores? He's doing but, one of the two. But I have Metcalf at three and Lockett at five. Yeah, you went nuts on them. I mean, I have Lockett at two, like like I had mentioned previously, uh, and and Met. And Metcalf at eight, so I, I, thought, I thought I was high on him. Like, damn, you think I they're have, like dead splitting? Like they're both going off. And then I have Thielen at six. At six, I have at seven. Never mind. Yeah, no, yeah. And happening. Jumping into the top twenty. And I have Justin Jefferson right. at twenty-four. I don't know about you, but he's that, he ranked as well. I have him at twenty-one. That's what I was just about to talk about. Justin Jefferson. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I'm very excited about him. 
But yeah, um, so a lot of potential in this game for that. Uh, and then not starting any tight end unless you're no, like love. I've uh, Kyle Rudolph as a backup in one of my league in the 16 team league because I'm desperate. Ebron's my starters, but yeah, I'd start Ebron. I'd Ebron at like 10 or something. I'd Ebron at 10. So all right, and our final game on Monday night: Chargers take on the Saints. I controversially possibly do not have Michael Thomas ranked in my wide receiver rankings. Yeah, he's gonna play. I think he's gonna play well. I think they're gonna they're going into a bye after this week. I think right, they're just not good. gonna play him. Now, on the other hand, I also I don't think I ranked Jared Cook. I did not, but they could do the opposite and play him. Like, I think they could be looking at Cook and Thomas, knowing they're going in a bye week and say, like, listen, we need someone to throw to. Their wide receivers have been doing well, but Cook, we want you to play a little bit and Thomas take a rest. That's how I – that's just how I think this – The only problem I have is, like you said, they're two and two. And they're playing the Chargers, who they theoretically should be able to beat but it will not be an automatic victory without Michael Thomas. I think Jared Cook does not change the offense the same way Michael Thomas does in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I did not rank Jared Cook whether he was healthy or out. I do not think he does anything. Well, this is actually a good time to transition to our second to last segment of the show, which is long shots of the week. Yes. Um, because one of my long shots is actually in this game. Um, so I ranked Josh Kelly, who is the backup running back, in because uh, at this time Austin Eckler is doubtful, probably not starting. He's twenty-four. He's out for weeks. Yeah. Justin Jackson, very intriguing because he is a pass catching back. So if you are in a PPR league, Justin Jackson is definitely like an intrigue. If you're, especially if you're, this segment especially is aimed for if you're putting together a FanDuel DraftKings lineup, and you're looking at it like, I want to start Lockett and Metcalf, or I want to start two expensive players. Who can I get that's super cheap that's going to help me balance it that I can feel good about? Justin Jackson might not be a bad play. Uh, I have a similar play. Mine is somewhat injury-dependent on this. And I can I can tweet out a a secondary one if need be, but going against my rankings and going against the conversation we just had, where I think Michael Thomas plays. If Michael Thomas does not play, I am chasing the Traycon Smith points. I think Drew Brees has to throw it to somebody. Not everything can go to Kamara, and they're going to lock down their outside receivers. And Traycon Smith comes out of the slot plenty, and I think he's going to be able to. Just eat what he needs to if need be. Emmanuel Sanders is apparently nothing. So if Michael Thomas is out, again, I'm chasing Traquan Smith. Because he'll, I mean, he'll be $3,700 in DFS or something. He'll be nothing. He's uh, – let me see here. He's I haven't ranked 23rd in uh, my wide receiver rankings. So I don't oh, think he's ranked that high? And I have oh, – he's, he's Michael Thomas ranked, though. Right, okay, yeah. But he's 5,200 on DraftKings right okay. now. That's, that's a, a, a pretty good buy in general. It's still – Yeah, slightly below your average salary to start on a yeah. standard DraftKings lineup. 
So yeah, I bet Fanduel's cheaper because Fanduel's is is different. I can look up Fanduel's as well. Yeah, Fanduel's is uh, slightly different. See, I'm a fan of mine. Chuck's the DraftKings guy, so you'll get you'll get both as we go. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's go to my wide receiver long shot of the week. Um, and that's going to be really two players. Um, one is A.J. Green for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's been getting a lot of targets. He hasn't been converting them, but he's been getting a lot of targets for the Bengals. Some players have some team's numbers. We saw Odell do it to the Cowboys. He just has their number. When he plays the Cowboys, he loves that team. Right. And I think it's the same thing for A.J. Green because every time they play the Ravens, he does something. He makes a wild catch. He single-handedly put them out of the playoffs a couple years ago on New Year's Eve on the last game of the season, which Mm -hmm. was crazy. But – his targets so far in these games, 9, 13, 6, 5. So obviously they've gone down because he hasn't been producing. Right. I just think if the Ravens come in and they lock down Tyler Boyd, if they put Marlon Humphrey on Tyler Boyd, and Joe Burrow's going to have to throw it to somebody, I just think A.J. Green's got the chance to. My only up. problem is what I brought up pre-show. And it's two words, and it's T. Higgins. I'm worried about T. Higgins. I think he might be establishing himself. They're the same, was it, first number one overall pick and second round, third round pick wide receiver. That Sometimes that chemistry just builds naturally. But A.J. Green is like fifth in the league in air yards, in targeted air yards, not completed air yards, of course. Uh, but he's getting targeted. He is getting opportunities. It's is AJ Green still AJ Green? It's a question. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not AJ Green. AJ Green. But is he? I don't know. Eighty percent of AJ Green, which makes him a Pro Bowler. You know. Yeah, and then my other long shot, which is less of a long shot now, we've I mean, kind of already talked about, was Jerry Judy. Stephon Gilmore's out, so I, right. I, I like that. That kind of changes that thought process a little bit. Yeah. And we've already talked about quarterback long shots a little bit, so I'm just gonna do my tight end, and then we'll. To our last segment and wrap it up. Yeah, that works. Um, I have Mo Alley Cox ranked at 15, which is a kind of a long shot. We're playing three tight ends right now because Michael Pittman is injured and Paris Campbell is injured. So Mo Alley Cox is a big red zone threat. So mm-hmm. it's possible. Also, look at Trey Burton. He just got activated off the IR last week and had five targets in that game, more than Mo Alley Cox. So like two targets or something. It was yeah. So he he makes use of his targets consistently throughout his career, and he's always getting at least one or two targets in the end in the red zone. Yeah. So he's a gigantic person. Yeah, and Philip Rivers likes throwing to tight ends. We know he likes throwing to athletic tight ends because Antonio Gates is a Hall of Famer. So going to be a Hall of Famer. So yeah, that's it. Antonio Gates will be a Hall of Famer without Philip Rivers, but he's an elite top three tight end in the history of the NFL because of Philip Rivers as well. I'll say that. Okay. And then, so we're about to wrap up the show. First off, I want to say thank you for listening for this supersized episode. We know this one is yeah, a little yeah. longer than we anticipated, but I'm happy with it. Um, yeah, it's natural conversation. We're flowing. We're figuring it out as we go here. 
Exactly. So we're going to wrap up with a quick segment, buy or sell or over under kind of thing. Dan's going to fire off some stuff at me. I'm going to tell him whether I believe it or not and whether I'm over or under on these numbers. Yep. And, and I, have, I have my own answers as well that we'll keep track of as we go here and see who can win throughout the rest of the season. Um, we'll start here with Lamar Jackson, over under 80 rushing yards on the week. Go with under. See, I'm an over. I think I think it's the rush week. I think I think he tries to. I think he gets out. Um, Antonio Gibson over under six targets with new Kyle Allen under center. Over. I'm over as well. I think I think that happens. Okay. Any Rams running back? You don't have to pick one. Do any of them get 17 or more touches? Do they ride the hot hand? What happens? Say no. Oh, I'm I'm a no too. Dang it! I was kind of hoping to go against you on that one. Um, does DeAndre Hopkins over under 100 receiving yards? Over. Ah, see, I'm going under. I think I'm I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's the count. This is my this is my pro Kenyon Drake stance. Of, let's go. Let's get the rushing going. Uh, and our final over under. Um, during the who who do the Texans play? The Texans are playing uh, Jacksonville. The Texans-Jacksonville game. Will there be an over-under of 11 Bill O'Brien firing mentions? I'm going to go with over. See, 11 both feels like way too like little and way too many, both at the same time. I'm going to go over. I think I'm going to go with some even little casual mention of Oh, well, now that Bill O'Brien's gone, Sean Watson, blah, blah, blah. I'm counting those. So we're going we're gonna to see how this goes. Here's a real question. Do either of us get that game to watch it to see if we're right? No. <laughs> I, I'm sorry they pick it max thing, but I won't be watching it because I don't care. Versus, versus other games, probably. So if a tree falls in the forest, some, if someone's recording that game, let us know. Yeah, let, let us know. Yeah, we'll find out about that one. That is the end of my over-under segment. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, again, we want to just thank everyone for listening. Um, please subscribe, download this pod- podcast. Um, Absolutely. We hope to be bringing, you th- bringing this podcast to you every week. Um, next week, probably going to try and record a little bit the day before. We'll see how it goes. And uh, good luck, as always, with any of your fantasy pickups. Yep. Have fun. Let's get this week going. Let's go.